0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras
1: and Jim Toth on six eighty CJOB.
2: Listen, we made a huge mistake right off the bat on that first call. That's just you know they, everyone's ready to go. Just a just a terrible play. Uh, and then we we had some looks. We just we just didn't score that goal to get us going. Uh, and again, the, the chances we gave those those two guys were.
1: Head coach Rick Bonus, uh, following the game last night. Jets losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1. Texas show 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. On to Ottawa, 4 o'clock pregame show. Pucks drops at 6. Uh, Text the show 204-780-6868. Uh, this one from Robert. Hey, Cam. Robert here. Eight seconds. Are you kidding me? Well, I looked at the standings for Ottawa and Philly, and the Jets should beat them. They played pretty good last night, but they just proved how dominant Austin Matthews really is. Two games on the weekend should be good. That from Robert. You want to get your text message on, join the conversation. We're going to run free for all Friday today here on 680 CGOB and on Jets at noon. Of course, uh, also attached to today's program is the Innovation HSC Radiothon presented by Merrick Holmes. Money raised through the Innovation HSC Radiothon helps improve patient care at HSC through important research initiatives, training opportunities for healthcare staff, the acquisition of cutting-edge medical equipment, and the development of new state-of-the-art facilities. Please help us reach our goal. To donate now, visit hscfoundation.mb.ca, call 204-515-5612, 1-800-679-8493, toll-free, or text. HSCF to 20222 to donate $20. Our radio partners, of course, are us here at 680 CGOB, Power 97, and Peggy 99.1, our two sister stations, as well as our pre-calling support, which is presented by Zoom Phone. The Jets are off today. Jim Toth, they're going to be in, well, they are in Ottawa already. Um, well, my thoughts on it, widely outplayed Toronto In the first and third periods, um, big lapses uh, in the second. Uh, Mark Shifley, going to have to mention his name when I talk about the first and that third goal, that one on the penalty kill. Uh, or on the power play in the third, which Mitch Marner scored. Um, what he's thinking, trying to cross the blue line there, uh, when it's a clear dump situation where he's got to dump the puck, in. Nick Ehlers is waiting on the blue line for him to dump and chase. I don't know what he was thinking there. The first one, um, instead of going at a hit with Austin Matthews, he decides to stand still. Austin Matthews runs around him. Um, that was Mark Scheifele, and he really, really struggled last night. He's been good uh, most of the season, uh Not the last little bit and particularly not yesterday. And then that second goal, I don't know who blew coverage there in that situation there, Jim. Um, PLD, Wheeler, Hanola, Morrissey, they're all in the corner on a four-on-two situation. I don't know what was going on. Uh, Kyle Connor was sort of in front of the net there. I'm not sure if it was blown coverage. I'm thinking it was either Villa Hanola or or, or PLD there on that second goal. But uh, leaving Austin Matthews right in the slot, he's going to get that one nine times out of ten. A decent effort, a really good effort, I might even say, by the Winnipeg Jets, except for some real bonehead lapses, and uh, also you have to mention Ilya Samsonov, who was fantastic with 37 saves. I know I've, I've said a lot here, Jim, and, and I'll hand the floor to you.
3: <laughs> well, I did get a tweet when it was 4-1 and the game wasn't even over yet that this Cam's going to throw his TV off the off uh, the porch. I was not.
1: I was <laughs> and, not happy.
3: And you said yesterday, if they lose, it'll even though it's Thursday, will ruin my whole weekend. But I, I like how you wrap that up, Cam. You're not yeah. wrong on anything you assessed. Um, Nick Ehlers, Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, and Josh Morrissey were all dash three last night. And that includes the fact that Kyle Connor and the rest of those names were on the ice when they got the power play goal. So they were on for all four goals against, including the empty net goal when they were trying to, to press with Connor Hellebuck on the bench. Um, you're not wrong. Like, I, I think that this team is, is... Fine. I, I thought their first period was great. In fact, at the end of the first period, I said, that is about as good as a road period against a team like Toronto with their home ice record, as you can ask for, save for one thing. They had nothing to show for it. Yeah. And you can't dominate a period like that. And expect to do it for another two periods and not have anything to show for it. So I do credit Samsonov a lot. I thought he was brilliant last night. I thought he made some big time saves at the right point. And I know the analytics community doesn't like to hear this, but he made timely saves. He came up in moments when it was zero zero. He came up in moments when it was one nothing and then two nothing when this team, um, the last parts of the second period could have got back into this. Samsonov was the difference. But that being said, Rick Bonus said it. It's an awful mistake, and um, it's a mistake that when I saw, it didn't matter if it was number 55 on the back or anybody else. I think off a of face-off, at that point of your blue line, you hammer Austin Matthews. You're eight seconds into the period, and you don't try to play the puck whatsoever. What are you, you doing play the standing body still, and still you, there, Jim? You,
1: like you're sta- you send standing a message still. going,
3: second period's underway, and here's Aust- Austin Matthews, and here's the boards. And I don't worry about the puck and going the other way, but... You know, um, these mistakes happen. I'm not trying to excuse it whatsoever. As Rick Bonus said, it's an awful mistake that you can't make. Um, But in the third period, I thought the Jets were good. In the first period, I thought the Jets were good. I did not think they were good in the second period, and that's what won them this game. It reminded me of the game in Winnipeg a couple of months ago where the only difference was the power play. And I didn't like the officiating in that game both ways, but the Leafs' power play scored twice and the Jets' power play didn't. And that was the difference in the game. The difference in the game last night, in my mind, besides the egregious mistakes made by key players, was that the Leafs capitalized on theirs and the Jets couldn't. The Jets had a ton of opportunities and a ton of great looks and just couldn't bury one um, other than the two-man advantage, and the Leafs did.
1: Yeah, the shots were 38-27 to 27 in favor of the Winnipeg Jets. We've been talking about that, Jim. Around 24, 25, 27, I think you can even suggest, is in that ballpark of how many shots the Jets want to be given up. The fact that When this game is, was
3: still in reach, they had still held the Leafs to 22 shots. Yeah,
1: the high danger chances, according to IllegalCurve.com, I was reading it today, that, that they were about even at 20, which, I, which would back up exactly what you were saying was there was chances on both sides, except the Maple Leafs took it advantage of them and the jets didn't now now far be it for me to to criticize rick bonus here and, and i i, I want to talk about some, some other things as well um but the jets needed a goal there in that third period they get 3-1 they score big goal there five on three they should have went back to the lines that in the situation where they won eight out of eight out of nine god yeah, so god, I, I'm god, with bless, you god bless morgan Barron. he was set up a couple of times and i and i was thinking and he just doesn't have the finish. He just doesn't. It's not he shouldn't be expected to have the sort of finish of other guys uh on the team, the the elite guys, the guys that are paid to put the puck in the net. And I was waiting for the for the lineups to, to change. They stayed exactly the same. Perfetti stayed on that third line with Adam Lowry. I felt like he should have got moved up. And I, I, I felt like Morgan Barron should have got moved back down and enrolled your your biggest offensive lines there and I just thought that I, I, I'm not sure what was going on and maybe there was some other situations you know uh, going on that was you know that I'm, I'm maybe not privy to or some other things that were happening but I just felt like to me that that was a time then that they needed to go out there and get a pair and and get a push they were pushing in the third period and I was just thinking I said well Rick why why aren't you why aren't you changing the lines up here and getting back to something that was a little bit more success because Morgan Barrett had a few really decent chances, but. He doesn't have the finish of some of the other players.
3: So I wonder if Rick Bonus isn't sending a message here. Because here's yeah. who I think, despite their record and despite they won eight of nine and now have lost two in a row, the past two weeks, I have not liked Kyle Connor's game. I have not liked Mark Scheifele's game. I have not liked Nick Ehlers' game. I've liked Pierre Luc Dubois' game, but he took another offensive zone penalty. And to me, when when we hear a lot of this, like they'll win eight of nine and then they'll lose one, and then we hear from the fans that go, oh, I'm, I'm not buying in because I'm used to this or I'm used to that for years yeah. past. What I'm used to from years past is a team that is highly skilled that doesn't make the smart play. And that's what I see creeping into this game the past two weeks. I see Kyle Connor turning the puck over a lot. Um, I saw Mark Shifley make some some bad plays that just aren't smart that resulted in turnovers last night and I'm gonna have to say some poor things about Nick Ehlers here because uh, in the game the home game against Arizona Nick Ehlers loves that to try and make passes that aren't there and the reason he loves them is because sometimes he can make them and they're phenomenal but the behind the back up the wall to nobody and it goes down the other way when you've gained the zone is a loss of possession And last night I saw him gain the zone with a guy on him. I saw another guy in the slot trying to see where he was going to go. And then I saw a jet player come into the picture with a guy trailing him. And he shot the puck from the blue line, tried to go across the center of the ice to the low faceoff circle and across the slot. And it didn't even get to the third guy. The second guy picked it off and it went the other way. Those are plays I think that drive Rick Bonus crazy. And those are plays that I know from a couple of years ago when Line A in, in November scored five goals in, in St. Louis. And they got to January and February. And Paul Maurice in a discussion said, I could see this fancy cross-seam passes coming into the game and 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 trying to get it out of this core's game because those aren't going to work come playoff time. So last night I thought was a playoff game. I thought the Jets had an awesome first period. I thought they executed. I thought they created chances, and they did it. Maybe one of their best periods all
1: season, Jim. Maybe one of their best periods all season. Maybe, yeah.
3: And then things crept into the game in the second period that you can't do. And if you're doing in the regular season game, it's going to catch up to you in the playoffs. And those passes I'm talking about that I'm just like, I don't... I love Nick Ehlers just as much as everybody else. He's so skilled and talented, but some of the decisions you're making, you're trying to pass across the slot from the blue line with three maple leafs there, and you think that's going to work? Twice in the past two games, he's had a behind-the-back pass at the blue line or along the wall that takes less than a second to go the other way down the ice, and nobody's there to get this pass. Those are the things that are unneeded at this stage with a really good hockey team. Yeah, they needed to keep doing the things they did in the first period, and then things get away from them. And Nate Schmidt was great too last night, Cam. And I'll wrap it up with this: is just saying that you know when you're chasing the game, it's different, and you try to do some things that you maybe shouldn't be doing. And and I get that, like you're trying to make that extra pass or pretty pass to spring a guy that he's more open. But this is January, and I think the biggest challenge this weekend and over the next couple of weeks going into February for Rick Bonus is to get rid of these habits from these star players.
1: They're, the yeah, fact that they've had there.
3: success, they've put up a ton of points. They were in first place, and they're pretty close to it right now. Again, the next two weeks, Rick Bonus's toughest job is to get those kind of plays out of their team's mindset. Even if they're up two nothing, if it's zero zero, or they're down two nothing, that stop making those plays. That have a very low chance of turning out. It's crazy because that, it's going yeah. the other way, yeah, Jim. and and the Mark Shifley play plays one of them.
1: yeah. I mean, the, the the crazy thing is that these these problems last year, they're still there. They're still with the same roster. They, these these issues are still there. They're just having to be dealt with. We have well, to they're, help. Creeping yeah, they're creeping back in more. is what I'm saying. Like I've yeah.
3: seen some much better hockey out of this team and consistently over the first half. But the last week, week and a half, like Detroit, even in Buffalo, those tendencies. What I'm saying, is other than tendencies the Pittsburgh still game, yeah. yeah, other than the Pittsburgh game, these behind-the-back cross seam passes through the slot that aren't getting there. You're just better off to hold the puck and go around the net. Put it back to the yeah. point. It's just that's the thing I think Rick Bonus needs to get this team back in dialed in on.
1: We're doing the Radio Innovation HSC Radiothon presented by Merrick Holmes. Donate. Visit hscfoundation.mb.ca. Call 204 515 5612, 1 800 679 6492, or text HSCF to 20222 to donate $20. Our lead up partners are Johnston's Group and Arbor Memorial, our signage partner. Is- is Lee Mark get, a, get your text messages in 204-780-6868 this one from Lauren A. Uh, the last two games, Cam and Jim, the Jets look like they've given one up. And um, in the last two games, the Jets look like they give, they give up after the other team scores a few goals. I saw some bad habits on the ice again last night, what they used to do. And this from Kevin. He wasn't happy. He was like me, except I kept watching. I was disgusted by the third goal. I turned it off. Text the show 204-780-6868. We're also going to be opening the phone lines free for all Friday. Watch to get to the Winnipeg Jets falling to the... Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs for one. We'll be right back. (laughs) Say it. I can't. Say
3: it. Say Say Toronto.
1: (laughs) Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Lots to get to here. Free for all Friday, as well as the... Innovation HSC Radiothon presented by Merrick Holmes. Uh, please help us reach our goal. Donate. Visit hscfoundation.mb.ca. Call 204 515 5612, 1 800 679 8493, toll free, or text HSCF to 2022 to donate 20 bucks. Our matching partners are Wamanisa Mutual Insurance Company and Access Credit Union. Promotional partner is uh 204-780-6868 that's our number 204-780-6868 we'll get to a bunch of your text messages but drew is on the show free for all friday hey drew how you doing hi how are you doing good doing good you're on with jim and i um hey, drew. hi jim how are you well sir uh you know, what what are some of your thoughts uh, drew what'd you see the game yesterday you know what
4: uh Total frustration. I agree with you guys 100% the first period they came out. They're doing what they had to do. I can see probably a little bit of frustration. I mean, the goaltender was standing on his head to a certain degree. But the Matthews' first goal, TSN broadcasting, basically they said, you know, Matthews sidestep. Sheffley had the, the, the option to stand up and put a shoulder into Matthews' chest and lay him on his ass. And it would have been a wake-up call. I mean, you know, it just—it's pathetic. They're on for both goals. That first line is on for both goals. I think and, it's, and,
1: I think it's a fair point, Drew. I honestly, that, I 100 percent think that's a fair fair assessment of what happened.
4: You, you know, and in addition, in fact, a couple other quick comments. Yeah. Blake Blake Wheeler is too old to be put on the power plate. You got to, You've got as much talent in younger players,
1: and in my
4: opinion. You know, I wouldn't have them on a power play. That's uh, all I'm going to
1: say. Yeah, yeah, Drew. I think the second unit power play didn't didn't do well enough, especially when they came off that five on three. I think they need to do better. Nate Schmidt said as much, but I appreciate the ca- yeah. I appreciate the call, Okay, Drew, thanks so much.
4: Okay, guys, have a good day. All right, 204- have a good weekend, Drew.
1: Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero uh 6868 you can call you can text uh, give us a call free for all Friday here get through uh some of our text messages here a lot of uh quite a few people agreeing with us Jim I'll read a few of them here uh or you specifically uh I'm a huge Ehlers fan this is from Rob G I agree with you Jim his passing lately drives me insane this one, you're bang on there, Jim, about Ehlers. Also, Wheeler has been passing poorly lately with too many uh, wrong decisions. And this other texture says, I'm with Jim. Ehlers for as good as he is. Drives me crazy with his low percentage. Passes all the time like he's still in juniors. He made one last week coming into the Ozone and passed it across the ice about two feet in the air. That killed the play. I was like, WTF? I mean, it's it's not all on, on Ehlers there, but it's, um, it, there's a, it's a big issue here. And I wonder just... Is, is this because Ehlers missed so much time? I mean, he's basically at the beginning of his season right now, um, but he's been able to provide points. But it's just the issues there defensively um, have been, what, been what's been plaguing this team, you know, amongst him and amongst others.
3: Well, he, he's such a good possession guy and he, yeah. he gains the offensive zone so well. But then if you turn it over, that's pointless anyway. And I, I just noticed the past couple of weeks. Now, the other thing I will say is, is up until a week ago, he'd played two games this year. So, you know six, seven, ten games he might, you know, get more in a funk where he knows where that's gonna be. I mean, don't forget about that that beautiful goal he set up Kyle Connor with. And after the game he's like, Did you know Connor? He goes, Well, I didn't see him at all. I just thought he would be there. And that's what I see a lot in Nick's game. I think a guy's gonna be here. I think and and Nick is a little bit he's so skilled and fast that I think quite often he thinks that other players read the play like he is. And I think what other players on his team are doing is is reading the the safe play, like the, the right play, like along the wall. The one that stood out to me didn't result in a goal against, but it was uh, um, against Arizona. He gained the zone and had a guy coming with him. And, and so Morrissey waited for him to gain the zone and then took off towards the center of the slot. And Ehlers went down the boards and just behind the back pass to nobody. And it turned into a two-on-one for Arizona the other way. And in the bonus system that I've seen this year, you gain the zone and drive the puck down the the offensive end the defenseman is supposed to leave and go to the net. so put that puck on net or make a pass to Morrissey. So I, I just and it happens like you don't want to curtail the creativity too much, but I've just seen the last two weeks yeah. and he's not the only one. Um, it, the, it's, it's creativity. The pass within, that bothers yeah. me the most, yeah. Cam, is the the blind behind the back pass, and it doesn't matter who does it. I've seen Morrissey do it this year, and it go the other way too. Um, so I just it, it, there's creativity, there's skill on this team, but you have to pick your moments. Are you going to make a bad pass once in a while? Yes. Are you going to try a blind pass that doesn't work out once in a while? Yeah. If it's happening three times in a game, it's too much. You have to stick to the game plan. You have to stick to the smart plays. And if you find some creativity and have a feeling, then make those plays. I just find like they're just trying to do it every shift. Yeah. And it's not working out. And last night was the one where it wasn't even a guess. Like he just looked up and saw a jet coming into the zone on the other side of the blue line. And I don't know how he didn't see the three leafs in front of him and just the guy in the middle picked it off and went the other way. And I'm just like, that's it's such a in a game where you're down two nothing, it's such a momentum killing thing. You just get one of your top lines on the ice. You just gain the offensive zone, and you just give it away. And it's just, I saw a lot of that last night. So I, I'll be interested because I have seen th- those kind of habits on this team before. I'm interested to see what Bonus does about it over the next two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's got to be creative within the structure. I mean, I, I don't want to be right. stopping Nick Ehlers and, and, and Kyle Connor and, and PLD no. and, and Cole Perfetti and, and Blake Wheeler, some really great setup men in there from not being creative. But you got to make sure you cover your butt. And you're not just yeah. putting the puck in, in zones where you're going to be creating odd man rushes, or you're going to be creating turnovers, and that's not helping anybody. And I think that that's why we've seen the Jets only score four goals over the last couple of games here, Jim. I mean, they've only had four goals over the last couple of games because they're turning the puck over and it's going the other way. And yeah. also, and at the same time, and, and, and Paul from uh, Texas Show two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight, he says Ilya in, in regards to Ilya Samsonov's game yesterday, he was he was solid, he was rock solid, but he said the Jets, but too many. Shots in his belly, uh, he'll stop those every single time. Well, I, I think that's actually pretty fair, Paul. I, I didn't like some of the shot placements, but my goodness gracious, am I going to criticize a bunch of NHLers about not hitting the spot? Well, and there? I'll like, say I'm, this about Samsonov, yeah. like
3: that's why that's why I didn't say that he stole the game. I don't yeah. think he stole the game because of that point the texter just made that but he did make the saves he needed to make and he did make three or four maybe even five really good saves but there wasn't like 12 spectacular goal saving saves yeah but he did play exceptionally well and, was, and my point yeah, to that yeah. is is if they get a goal in the first period I think this is a different game. When it's 2 nothing and the second period is ending and they're pressing like they were, they make it 2-1 going into the third. Like I just think when he was making those timely saves, it just really helped the momentum stay with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, again, look, the Jets lost. They lost to Montreal. They should have beat Montreal. I'm not kidding you. Toronto game can go either way. As I think we saw last night when the Jets won two periods and then their goalie for the Leafs was the difference, in my opinion – they can hang with the Leafs. Like, I'm not sitting here going this, but there are some trends that I think that, and we knew they were coming. Like, when they won seven of eight, Cam, we yeah. talked about this. They are going to lose three or four games in a row again. They are going to have another tough spell. There's an entire half of the season left. But I do think, and and I think Bonus thinks it, too. Like, you and I were talking about what's the conversation with Shifley after those post-game comments. And, and Richard Cloutier was in the newsroom today, and he said, he goes, I bet you that's dealt with you know early this morning and i said i think it's dealt with last night i think it's like mark sit down and and so they get up today and there's a day off go enjoy your day and all this but i think it's mark sit down you're a leader you can't be playing the puck and i don't care if you're a leader or not you've got to be smarter than that and those turnovers
1: really killed us yeah we got a couple of calls here this one from barry hey barry what's going on man
2: Hi guys, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, good doing Barry. good. What do you got? To, what do you got? To, what do you got to tell us, Barry? I hear. I think it's going to be something very enlightening. This just. I, I'm uh, reading some uh, psychological uh, waves coming from you. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to scare you.
2: No, I just want to say that. Uh, I mean, every team's capable of some bad play. Every player is yeah. capable of some bad play. But I think Ehlers has got to get with the program. Their, their records just totally turned around since he's come back. He's he's playing like when they were playing when Liney was around and couldn't score a goal. That same year, Eilers never scored a goal for I think it was like 27 games or something. Like he's an amazing player. He's got good hands. He's got intelligence. He's fast. But I mean, they're play they play way better before he came back. It's like he's just not not with the new program. I don't think. Okay,
3: Barry. Yeah, and, and that's my point, Barry, of, like, he – prior to coming back, he'd played two games all year, and he's coming back into a lineup with predominantly guys who have played 40. And so yeah. I, I like your point yeah. there. Like, I don't know if he's not with the program. I think he is. But I do think he's – like, he'll watch this game film of the last two games um, and, and look at it himself and realize, you know what, I'm trying to do too many of those. Or, I'm, yeah. you know, exactly. I need to – so I, I do think he needs – I wanted to point it out because I think Connor's doing the same thing. Like, I just see it creeping back into the game, and that's why I'm fascinated yeah. by the next two weeks. I'm not panicking or anything, and I want to no, give Nick a no. bit of a break, although I'm holding him responsible today because I think he does need to dial it in. But I also think that give him a week or two to sort of get his feet yeah, under him. And-,
1: and one thing about Ehlers, too, is that he's he's very, like, intuitive. He's very hard on himself. And so yeah. he's going to look and watch that video, and he's going to know exactly what he did wrong. He's not a guy that's looking around, and he's going to be a dude in the locker room that's going to point fingers and sort of a guy that wants to shed blame. He's going to take responsibility yeah. for his mistakes. He, that's he a twice good thing about was him. a goalpost away from making it one nothing go, for go, the go. Jets.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Barry. The blind pass got to go.
1: Yeah, all right, Barry. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, the blind okay. passes. Yeah, the blind passes. All right, and we've got Dennis on the line. Dennis, what's going on, man?
2: Yeah. This is uh, for Jim, Jim Toll. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Dennis, bad, eh, yeah.
1: Dennis. You're not gonna you're not gonna hold him ransom or anything like this, are you?
2: No. Go ahead, that, Dennis. Fire okay, away. Okay, Dennis.
1: I'm watching you, man. Fire away, and Dennis.
2: I, I usually call him the Ron McLean of hockey because Brown him. Oh, butt-nose.
1: come on. And,
2: and, and, anyways, like this, this Ivan Prokop taking a stand. He right away says like you know that's wrong and that the guy's paid to play hockey. And then he says that a lot of people phoned in. To say that he maybe he shouldn't play. Well, if he would have taken a survey, a lot of more people would have said good for him taking a stand. Yeah, that's the way he is. It's the same as he had that Ukrainian lady on. She says Merry Christmas. He says Happy Christmas. You know, no one says that. Who cares about the two people and wow. all like it? Dennis, you're you're you you, you,
1: Dennis, you're, 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 you're you're coming after Jim for saying Happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. What's the difference yeah. between those two phrases?
2: Well, the difference is that, that he he goes with the flaw on everything he does. It's the same okay. as this. Uh, well, him I, I, Dennis, I'm Tudor, Jewish, and I wish free-
1: people Merry Christmas all the time. Because I'm yeah. not like that. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, I can't say Merry Christmas to someone. I think that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, well, the thing, too, though, with, with this uh, Ivan Prokof, he, t- he took a stand. Like, he doesn't agree with it. And then he, he says people were phoning in, complaining, saying he shouldn't play. There was probably more people phoning in saying good for him for taking a stand.
1: What what you I remember there, is, there yeah, was Dennis. Was yeah. There yeah. was Dennis, as far the as whole, I remember the, the, the conversation Yeah, as far as I remember the conversation it was, is that both we I even said the same thing as Jim said on the show yesterday that I understand both sides of the argument, why people would be upset about it, and then why people would also support him for that exact same reason of freedom of religion and freedom of speech and all that sort of thing. So Dennis, that's my opinion on it.
3: I'm yeah. actually glad you brought this up Dennis cuz Cam was telling me today he did the work on this but Ivan Provolov jerseys have sold out. Yeah. Since oh, 2 nights ago. Yeah. So, um and and that's what I was saying Dennis. Like I don't agree with what he's saying or what he stands for with his religious belief, but no, I agree I, with his I, right. That, I agree with really his right to have that opinion. Yeah. And that's what this has become. This has become a freedom of speech thing more than it has become um a homophobic thing but and i i know that sounds weird and i know there's people in the pride community that are, aren't going to take it that way but yeah. um that's what i presented and to your point dennis when we were doing that show there was there was probably 50 50 like a lot of people said what i i said they don't agree with what he's saying or stand for but they agree with his right to do it
2: yeah no that's exactly what i i said you know you don't have to have that opinion but uh... Like the way I understood you, you're saying you know there was people that complained, you know, about him doing it. But to me, there were well, there were there were a
3: lot of people that said. That a lot of people that said he had the right to do that, but the Flyers also had the right to not play him that game, and that's what they should have done. And I, that's I,
1: what- yeah, I've heard from I've heard from lots of people, Dennis, that were saying he was ex- he was exercising his freedom of religion, and other people were saying that the Flyers shouldn't have he should not have been he should, they should have taken him out of the game, and he shouldn't have played. So I, I've heard both sides of the argument from a bunch of people. But Dennis, I appreciate the phone call. Okay, I do. Thank you so much. We're going to move on. Thanks, and Dennis. This- have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dennis. You Take care. Fine. Okay, and uh, Al. Alan, what's going on, Alan? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. First of all,
0: CGOB's uh, announcement of the games second to none. You guys <laughs> do a fantastic job of the detail and, and how you call the game.
1: Thanks for kissing my butt, Alan. I really appreciate that.
0: Check is I in the mail, account. Alan. <laughs> However, I won't tell
1: anybody that you that I slipped you at twenty last time I saw you at the rink. But keep keep going.
0: Is there a stat for shots that actually cannot hit the net? I mean, these guys. The way you guys call the game it's very clear that most of the shots do not even come close to the net.
1: Okay, you think the like the your, your, uh, the Winnipeg Jets are, are missing the net? Is that what you're saying? You want me to bring up some stats on that? I can. Yes,
0: please. If you have a stat where a shot is taken and it actually does not come close to the net.
1: Okay, let me find. I'll find that for you. Give me two seconds here. Uh, but what did you think about the game uh, yesterday, Alan? What was your What was your thoughts?
0: Uh, it's uh, it's hilarious. Uh, I, I won't even watch the games I'll listen to them all the time on TGOB, but I can't sit and watch that garbage
1: okay so what was what was so bad about it what was what was your problem with the game
0: well the team is weak whenever they face a team with any kind of grit any kind of muscle they get slapped around and they just get pushed off the buck and they lose the games and it's, it's very obvious
1: okay I, I you know that a second place team right now in the in the central I mean in, I mean second in the central second in the west, I don't, I don't know if I would classify them as weak, Alan. I'm, I mean, I, I think that there's some issues. I certainly don't. I, I certainly don't think that they're a perfect team, but um, I, I wouldn't say that they're. I wouldn't say that they they're, that they're a weak team. I mean, they've they They've had some. What about that game against Tampa? That was a great hockey game.
0: It was. I agree with you. Uh, they've got uh, let's say five guys that are willing to drop the go- gloves and hit a person, but the rest of them. Uh, shy away from any kind of physical contact
1: okay well alan you might be onto to something here because i just checked the stat um in terms of missed shots uh the winnipeg jets are third in the league right now with 630 um and the toronto maple Leafs are 13th in the league with missed shots with 557 so you might be on i think you're on to something there alan
0: Thank you very much, and keep calling the game the way you
1: guys call it. All right, all right. okay. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, uh, Alan. All right.
0: That's an interesting stat.
3: I wonder if that is yeah. egregious. Like, I'd love to talk to a coach about that. Is that egregious, or is that a sign that, like, the Jets in Toronto get a ton of shots off?
1: All right, well, that's something. Texas, but I, I, I do yeah.
3: know what Alan's saying. I mean, we've all had a period where we're like, good Lord, maybe try missing the net and it'll hit it.
1: Thanks for all the phone calls everybody Really appreciate that Uh, Making this a real special version of Free For All Friday Friday We might have time to squeeze in one more call So if you want to get on, if not, we got a bunch of text messages I'm not going to be able to get back to everybody But I am reading them all And I I appreciate everybody's thoughts and opinions on this Great Free For All Friday Of course, as we uh, As we uh, here are supporting Innovation HSC Radiothon uh, presented by Merrick Holmes. Our monthly things are
3: buzzing down here, Ken.
1: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a little update from you in a little bit, and then you'll take things okay. over after one o'clock. Our monthly giving partners, Birchwood Automotive Group, Payworks, uh, and Payworks, as well as our coffee partner, Van Hoot. Uh, donate vision hsc Call 204 515 5612 one 679 8493 or text hscf 2-0-2-22 to donate 20 bucks. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 68 CJOB. Oh boy, we're out of time. That's it, Jim. We're going to have to hand things over to you. Innovation HSC Radiothon presented by America's is going to continue text to donate matching partner, uh, Manitoba pork feature partner, the keg steakhouse and bar lunch partners, little pizza, Heaven, subway. Thanks to uh, subways, Alex, Michael, as well as Gary, help us reach our goal of $205,000. Now here's a big question. I'm f- finally, Darren gives us something we can really, I can really sink my teeth into. Hey, Jim and cam on the lighter side, what do you guys slap on your jets dogs? I go for bacon, banana peppers, and grilled onions. That sounds not too bad.
0: Oh
3: no, not with the onions. Get out of here with the idea. I know you don't like mayonnaise,
1: you don't like, no, you, don't no. like Here's mustard, what you don't like mustard, you don't like onions. A jet
3: dog, some cheese, some bacon, some pierogies
1: and just end it. No, I I like mayo, I like mustard and What I did like Timmy say about onions? double dipping? You just ended. You just it. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks, everybody, for supporting, uh, doing um, uh, Dennis, Alan, Barry, Drew, for text, uh, for giving us a call. Really appreciate that. You guys made the show uh, wonderful, and I hope everybody has a great weekend and everybody who gave us a text. Uh, that's it for me. We'll continue with the Innovation HSC Radiothon presented by Merrick Holmes. Donate. Visit hscfoundation.mb.ca. Call 204-515-5612 or 1-800-679-8493. Text HSCF uh, to 20222 to donate 20 bucks. Ottawa, Saturday, pregame at 4. Puck drop at 6 o'clock here. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much to Brayden Nawasco for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time on Monday. Let's go, Jets. Let's get two wins this weekend. See ya. Tonight, I
0: give it all to you. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.